Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, wonderful being. I hope that you're having an amazing day. We have another tremendous podcast for you today. We have Dr. Tuxin on talking about Dr. Ilchi Lee's new book, I've Decided to Live 120 Years, Ancient Ancient Secrets to Longevity, Vitality, and Life Transformation. Um, Dr. Tuxin is an an absolutely outstanding individual in himself, and he uh, highly regards Dr. Ilchi Lee and his work, so he's basically a a translator for his book and his work. So in this episode, we talk about uh, a secret, simple, and powerful health and exercise hack, uh, getting in touch with your soul, choice, action, and grounding the spiritual, uh, going outside the normal senses to experience life energy. Is it possible to live 120 years? Uh, preventative healthcare, the top things killing the Western world, taking charge of your health, why it's important to create a relationship with your doctor, the desire to be in touch with your soul, uh, my body is not me, it is mine, uh, being mindful of the earth, kindness, what can I give, uh, one thing that transcends environment. So this is a very deep episode. Dr. Tuxin is really incredible. Uh, Dr. Ilchi's work, which he tells me all about, seems really amazing. Uh, so you might want to check this one up on YouTube because uh, Dr. Tuxin is just such a bright, amazing individual. And uh, I know that you're going to love this podcast. I want to thank you guys who have been supporting the show. The easiest way to do that is leave a review. You can support on Patreon if you want. You can share the episode if you like it. Um, this episode is from my homie, actually, Phil Britton. is a one left a while ago, um, but it says, about time something worth listening to. Uh, with inspiring conversations, positive topics, and great guests, this podcast is not only one of the most spiritually lifting segments on the internet, but life-altering ideas that can better you as a human. With a lifetime achievement and experience, lifetime of achievement and experience, Matt interviews those who think outside what we are normally accustomed to. Be careful, listeners. This could be the first step to a better lifestyle. Peace and love. Well, thank you, brother. Uh, Phil's an amazing human being in himself. I appreciate him um, doing that for me. Uh, I do have some friends that listen to the podcast. Shout out Ian Kennedy and a few others. Um, But yeah, man, I appreciate all the support. So if you want to support the podcast, leave a review and I iTunes. Uh, Thank you everyone supporting me on Patreon. Thank you everyone who takes the time to share the podcast. It really does help. Um, Thank you so much to my sponsors, Purium. If you go to bit.ly forward slash activate health, you'll get a $50 gift card and they have premium CBD and health products, cleansing, sport, basically everything, uh, you name it. And if you use that code, you can get $50 now, coupon and some of their stuff is 50 bucks, so you may as well use that. And also, um, Sync Tuition, which is 3D binaural beat gamma wave brainwave entrainment. And if you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves, you'll get three free binaural beat tracks that you can use, you know, repeatedly. Um, 
So that's it. Uh, for those of you guys who want coaching and are inquiring about that, just hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And basically, I'm looking for three types of people. One is that you want, you're really ready to transform your life. Maybe you want more happiness, peace, balance. You want to dive into Zen, peak performance, all the stuff we touch on in the podcast. Um, we can dive into that and really design a life that's balanced. And you're creating, you know, I call it like lifestyle, you know, because we can accumulate money, we can do peak performance or whatever, but it's really about lifestyle. And if you are, already a high achiever and you're looking for more peace a lot of the corporate clients that I work with it's really about de-stressing and so we can help you do that within yourself and your organization so I can help with that as well Um, just go mattbelair.com forward slash coaching make sure you sign up for the email list and all that kind of fun and groovy stuff and I think that's it Um, there's you know I got the heart journey meditation on YouTube for free or on SoundCloud sorry check that out if you haven't done that yet it's totally free and it's amazing Uh, getting a lot of great feedback on people doing that just getting really centered in their hearts for what they want to create in their life. So just before we get into this, we'll come to a powerful state of peace and coherence. Keep it quick and simple and easy today. So just set that intention to come into a powerful state of peace and presence, taking a deep breath in through your nose, connecting to universal source energy, God force, life energy, grounding into your body, seeing energy from the solar system and the galaxy coming down pulsing through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being, completely relaxing you as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and just seeing the energy from the earth coming up and grounding you and connecting you to the earth and seeing the energy from the cosmos connecting you to spirit and you're the grounding force in the middle. Just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose and just connecting to your heart, connecting to you are just connection with spirit, your body. And I want you to send out love and compassion and kindness to everyone you've ever met, your friends, your family, your coworkers. Just send out that intention and energy. And I want you to see you go out during the day and just get somebody's name. Just do one act of kindness so you can actually do a physical act. Create sp- spiritual mass through action. We can think these things and as we do actions of kindness, we actually accumulate energy in the body. So just getting someone's name, holding the door open, letting someone in in traffic, um, picking up a piece of trash, just one thing, just being the example. So I'm sending you all of my love, all of my support, all of my energy, helping you remember that you are perfect, whole, balanced, amazing, cosmic, worthy, powerful, just as you are. So now we're ready to get into this incredible episode with Dr. Reed Tuxen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is a medical MD and founder of Tuxen Health Connections. He previously served as Executive Vice President and Chief of Medical Affairs at United Health Group. Senior VP of Professional Standards for the Medical American Medical Association. He's the president of the Charles R. Drew University of Medicine and Science and commissioner of public health for the District of Columbia. He is also a former member of the advisory committee of the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health at the National Institutes of Health and author of The Doctor in the Mirror. In 2009, he was named as one of the 
100 Most Powerful Executives in Corporate America by Black Enterprise Magazine and has been recognized several times by Modern Healthcare Magazine within its listing of the 50 Most Powerful Physician Executives. Welcome to the show, Dr. Reed Tuxin. Well, thanks, Matt. It's a real great pleasure to be with you and with your audience. Oh, yeah. It's so great to have you on. I was saying before the show, uh, your team reached out and I was so excited to uh, have you on. You've done, that bio is so short. You've done so much work. You're so knowledgeable. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have you on and, and share your work and your message. You've written a book and you're going to talk about another incredible book. You're working with leaders in health and, and science and um, everything. So why don't you give us a little background on the work that you've been doing and dive into wherever you want to go. Well, thanks a lot. I, um, I think I, we have a lot in common, Matt. Um, I am going through a personal transformation in my own life as I try to bring together the very points that you made at the opening, and that is to live a life where I am integrating my mental, physical, and spiritual health all together. As you know well, and I'm sure your audience knows that those who are enlightened about health know that health is not the absence of disease. It is the mental, physical, and spiritual well-being of a person, of a community, of a country. And that's what we're really trying to, to work on. So my, my work very much these days is, is involved in working with people and helping people to try to pull those things together, as well as have a healthcare delivery system uh, that integrates prevention of disease uh, individual empowerment to make the right choices for our lives and quality medical care uh, when we need it and make sure all the pieces fit together. But today, I'm here because I'm focused on an exciting book written by somebody that I admire a great deal. He's a Korean man by the name of Ilchi Lee. And Ilchi um, has written a, 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 he's written a lot of books and he, he's very much involved in the movement for uh, trying to make sure that we have uh, the way in which we integrate all these components in our lives. The book that he's written is called, I've Decided to Live 120 Years. Uh, and because Ilchi does not speak English well, there are uh, people like me who are talking about his book uh, to others. But this idea, Matt, that we can make a choice that says, I choose to live to be 120 years. Now, I'm in my 60s. So I found this title to be very, very energizing and empowering because so many of my friends, Matt, um, who are my age, are thinking about the end of their life. They're winding down. We're going to a lot of funerals these days for people in their 60s, or we're looking at our retirement and people are either you know, gonna play golf or whatever they're gonna do. And I've sort of looked at this saying, hmm, what if I saw my life as living another 60 years? Now, what would I do with this time, this midpoint in my life? And so for me, this kind of a concept gives me a chance to redefine my life choices at this point in my life, or in anybody, even as someone as young as you. You can start to say to yourself, okay, I've got a good runway ahead. I'm gonna start taking control over my life today. And that's really what this ultimately is about. Well, I saw the title and I was super excited. And, you know, I think that for me, I'm, I'm just turned 34. So it's the first time I, you know, even thought about it, but I don't see myself at 44 or 54 as, as getting older or um, like, well, obviously I'm going to be older, but 
not in great health because I have more time to do fitness, to eat well, to get smarter, to do all those things that keep me healthy. And I think the first part of aging comes in the mind. Um, and you know, I don't know if we'll, we'll start off with this, but like apparently in the Bible, they live to like 900 and you know, of the really deep spiritual books that I read, it talks about like, if you can keep a really strong mental thought around health and vitality, the body is going to stay very healthy and, and, and vital. And so maybe you can dive a little bit into the book because it's, it's talking about rethinking and that's where it starts, right? If you start to think, Oh, you know, I'm on my way out. And so you're going to be on your way out. You're going to start manifesting the disease. You're going to start doing those things, but you can look at examples of, you know, there's some fitness people at like 90 deadlifting and, you know, doing all these things from a healthy lifestyle. So I think it starts with rethinking it, but I know there's a lot of other um, elements. You really, really, I think, put your finger right on the, on the pulse of this, of this book. And that is this notion of how do we think? The three main points, perhaps, that this book sort of boils down. Number one, we need to make a choice. We need to take in this moment in our lives and choose to live the way that we really want to live. But we've got to choose. You've got to decide, okay, I am going to make today the day that I will make this choice uh, around living a healthy, more productive, a long life. I'm going to continually be involved in the process, as you are, in self-development. I'm going to reconnect with my sense of purpose in my life, and I'm going to experience joy. That's the first. Make the choice. Number two, we have to act on that choice. We have to decide that we're going to be healthy. Now, you know, I've been to your website, and I've seen the way you work out and exercise, and it's just terrific. Some people can do all of that, some can't. But you know what we can do? Every hour, as Ilchi says, take one minute of every hour and exercise. Even if you just did that, you know, you may decide to get up and, and, and do jumping jacks for an hour. You may decide to do stretching where you are for, you know, a minute. You may decide to run in place. You may decide to get up from your chair and sit back down. There are so many ways of exercising. But if we can say every hour, I'm going to do something. That certainly gets us kind of going without it having to be so, uh, so burdensome for those of us who are not as motivated as you. And so we can talk about the ways in which we act uh, in terms of not only our physical health, but as you mentioned, our mental health. It's being able to do brain exercises. And what Ilchi spends a great deal of time in the book is talking about the way he has learned to be able to help us to exercise our brains and our mind pulling energy into our bodies and using that energy and focusing that energy intelligently. And then third, because Ilchi is such a spiritual leader, um, he is certainly focusing us on uh, being involved with our spiritual life, our soul, uh, being able to, to reinvigorate and be in touch with the essence that is inside of us. And while we're doing that, he also is encouraging us to be active in protecting the planet, protecting our environment, and working in our community. So three things, choice, the action, and then making sure that we're grounding ourselves in our spiritual life. This is what ultimately uh, he, he is trying to get us to, uh, to start to think about and to do. That's amazing. I love it. You're, you're a doctor. You're not supposed to be talking about pulling energy into the body. That's, that's left for, for nonsense and hippies. I've, I was told that my whole life. You know, this is, this is crazy, Matt. You know, that, that's not real. I'm like, it is real. Like, it's definitely real. Um, when I was in China, I trained with 34th generation Shaolin masters. And uh, this 
guys like five foot three, 120 pounds. He could break stone like that thick with two fingers. He could break thicker pieces over his head. And I interviewed him. I asked him, how the heck can you do that? And it was years of hard uh, qigong, which is conditioning the body. But he said, I pull the energy. And that's a lot of the work they do. They do a lot of standing qigong. And this is like a part of their culture. And this is normal for them, right? They, they have these masters setting this incredible example of what is possible for the human being. And so I think that these elements are, are really the most important. So maybe you can, you can take it wherever you want to go, but you can dive into maybe some of the mental aspects because it all starts in the mind. It, it, it can't start anywhere else. It has to be the mind and then the action. You know, with, with extreme sports, is very simple for me because it's immediate. If you think you can do the backflip, you, you now have an opportunity to do that backflip. If you don't, there is no chance. If you can't give yourself that, whether you want to create a business, your healthcare, something in, in sports, you want to do something crazy, you know, that's never been done, which has happened. You have to know that you can do it first or it's got to happen in the mind or your toes. So maybe you can go into some of the mental habits because I think that's interesting or how do we pull that energy into the body? Because I'm curious. I love all that stuff. Well, I, I will say first in terms of the premise of, of how you introduced this particular portion of our conversation that I am a Western trained physician. I'm the former president of, a, of an academic medical school here in the United States. I'm formerly the senior vice president for professional standards of the AMA. I have a great deal of respect for Western medicine and I know all of the good value that it brings and, and the wonderful things it brings. But what I also know is from my own training myself and my own personal experience, how important it is to augment the Western way of viewing with other ways of viewing. And energy dynamics, I have really come to appreciate. I know that when I sit quietly and, and I am doing my meditation, uh, I am very well aware of the feeling of energy beyond the five senses and, and being able to go outside of the normal senses that we experience as human beings in our interaction with the world to begin to, to experience something much more profound, much more awesome, much more energizing. Um, it is a wonderful gift that we have. And I feel so sad for those of us who have not been taught how to connect with those different forms of energy, to appreciate, to feel it, to feel the flow of divine intelligence all through the universe and all through us. These are things that are very important to living an even more fulfilled life. But we also know that we need to practice how we train our minds to think, how we train our minds to be disciplined. If we, if we go into uh, the quiet space inside of us, if we go into meditation or prayer, um, often we become distracted by uh, extraneous things. And so learning how to, to manage our mental mind so that we are in charge of our mind, our mind is not in charge of us, these become important things. So I've been really focused on uh, training with uh, Ilchi Lee's uh, people. Uh, they, 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 uh, it's called body and brain uh, yoga around the country. And there's one in Atlanta that I wandered into uh, because I wanted to do Tai Chi. And I wanted to learn about Tai Chi and, and, and feel good about that. And the more I've done my Tai Chi, and I know you, you are much more of an expert at this than I am, uh, but you know, for me doing Tai Chi, to feel and harness that sense of, of a concept of my life being serene and pure and my body being a, 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 a vessel for prayer, my body being cleaned out of the negativism and the foolishness of the daily news cycle and all the alerts that pop up on my, on my iPhone, which I've turned off now because I just can't have that. 
Um, but, but all of that strum and dirge and tension and upsetness. And now I'm learning that I can have a, a concept, concept of my life, just as you do your backflip, I can have a concept of my life as being in my control, that I can be in control of my peace and my serenity and my happiness. And I can plug into the energy source of the universe and feel that energy between my hands as I move in my Tai Chi and, and feel my body energized and then feel my mind calming and becoming much more uh, able to be relaxed. And then I can find myself just being in a state of being instead of reacting and angry. So yes, I think that you're, you're absolutely right. It starts with, with a real sense of appreciation uh, for allowing ourselves to feel well beyond our sight and our smell and our hearing. There's a whole other universe of experience if we would just let ourselves go and jump into that ocean. Amazing. Well put. It's, it's interesting because the way that I think about all this stuff, it, you know, it's, it's nice to have it mirrored back. And I think one of the biggest reasons for health and disease is, is um, um, not, not depression, but um, stress, right? Mm -hmm. So in all these notifications, they send a signal. So what's happening is your body keeps getting these signals. And what you're speaking about is this space that it's so surprising to me that so many people don't have this space. And, you know, when I talk about Zen athlete, I get so excited about just the one concept of teaching a kid if they're going to have a basketball shot to take three deep breaths to clear their mind. Because if they have that skill, they take it through their entire life with everything. And when you don't have that skill, you don't have a buffer zone of how the body reacts. So what's happening is your body just keeps getting um, you know, into fear state, survival state, whatever the case is, and it's losing this energy, it's losing its vitality, because you don't have this conscious gateway of staying neutral and not giving that energy away. And so it's such a fundamental and paramount concept um, that I think that a lot of people don't take as seriously as they should. And um, maybe you can kind of go down the, the rabbit hole or because or, you're, you're talking about a lot of things like what are, what are some of the brain exercises we can do and what are some of its concepts of living a spiritual life? Because I think the overall message is being in peace. And when the body is in peace, it's in a resonance, it's calm. You know, if somebody's really getting angry all the time or they're, or they're stressed out all the time, they, you can see it. And you meet somebody like a, you know, a ski bum or like a hippie sometimes, they're old and they just have this simple life, but they look so vital and it's because they don't have any stress. They're relaxed. You don't have to go that far with it, but you know, you got to learn how to be neutral in a stressful environment. That's exactly right. And, you know, one of the th simple things that, that Ilchi teaches us, and, it's, and it might seem it's so simple that you might think that it doesn't have value. And that's something that's called donjon tapping, where we tap that part of our energy source that's right below our belly button, and we just focus and we just tap ourselves in that spot over and over again, bringing our mind to that exercise. It's a simple repetitive thing to do. But what you learn to do over time by simply tapping this part of your body is that you, where, where, you, where you focus takes your thoughts to that place. And you don't have time to be thinking about external things because you're beginning to concentrate your thought in one place. And then you move your head from side to side when you're doing it. And this changes the dynamic. Uh, a lot inside of your of your of your body and of your mind, and you begin to then lose yourself in such a simple movement. But these brain wave training exercises really start to get us 
over time to be able to say, you know, I can be controlling how I think and feel. I can focus my thoughts on my, my body. My body is the one thing I know about my body. It's in the moment. <laughs> now, now, whatever's happened yesterday, my body is not there. My mind may be back there yesterday. Oh, I wish I'd done this. Oh, I should have done that. If I'm thinking about the future, my body is definitely not in the future worrying about the light bill, worrying about what somebody's going to do in Congress, worrying about <coughs> excuse me, something else. The one thing that's in this moment right now is my body. So what Ilchi teaches us a lot is pay attention to your body right now. You can bring your thoughts to your donjon right here and you start thinking about that particular part of your body and that energy source. You're not worrying about yesterday and you're not worrying about tomorrow. And now we start to control the battlefield, the field in which we're playing. We're now, we don't have to fight all of history and all of the future. We can fight this particular moment right this second. And that's what some of these brain training exercises really will help us to, uh, to be able to do. It's really a great gift um, to be able to live in the moment. But just wanting to is the first step. But then you've got to sort of learn how to practice uh, to be able to slow your mind down and then let you be in the moment. That's beautiful, man. And, and it's the most fundamental skill that for me, I feel like any human could have. If you don't have it, it is a different consciousness. You want to talk about higher consciousness, enlightenment. All it is is the ability to quiet your mind and to have a gatekeeper with the external environment. If you have no gatekeeper, and there's a reason why they call it vital energy, vital life force. Um, so it's, it's maybe simple, but it's unbelievably paramount. Um, so I, get, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, I guess the direct one is, uh, do you think that we can live, it's possible to live to 120 years? Well, I think it is possible. Uh, we know now that the oldest living person I think I just saw the other day is a, a Japanese man who's 114. So um, people are getting close. Uh, but, you know, now with modern medicine, with the, pro the things that we now have learned about how to promote health and prevent disease, I mean, these things are certainly possible. And then with, of course, the technological things that are coming down the road. But it almost doesn't matter if you make it all the way to 120. What we're really talking about is having a perspective of our lives uh, that, that allows us to think on that scale and then make choices that accompany that kind of scale in terms of thinking. If I know I'm gonna be 120, I better doggone well take care of myself today uh, because you don't wanna be at age 60, living 60 years you know, in infirmity and in misery and in suffering. So it kind of gets you more you know, thinking about things in a, in a different way. So it's a clever way uh, to get us to it. However, people are living, obviously, longer. Uh, but what, here's the tragedy, and this is something that, as a physician, that makes me very sad. We are living, especially in America, we are living longer, but we're not living healthier. We're living sicker. The number of seniors with, you know, chronic diseases are very, very high. And, and not only just the number of seniors with chronic disease, but with multiple chronic diseases. And so if you think about um, the fact that maybe the average person on Medicare, seniors 60 and over, 
they're suffering, uh, the numbers of, that are suffering from three or more chronic diseases is incredible. In fact, the statistics are two-thirds of traditional Medicare, people over 60, beneficiaries have multiple chronic conditions. Two-thirds have multiple chronic illnesses. One-half have four or more. More than four million uh, are, have at least six long-term ailments. And so start to think about what that means first for the person and the quality of life they have. And remember, most of these conditions are preventable. Not all, but the overwhelming majority. That you don't, you don't have to have those conditions. Number two, think about the impact on the families of those individuals. And then three, think about the impact on our society. The financial cost of treating medically all of that disease is astronomical, and it's one, of course, that we no longer in America can afford. And so there are going to be some very serious cutbacks on, you know, the, on our Medicare plans as we go forward, because something's got to be done because we can't afford it as a country. So I'll worry less now about the country. I'll worry less about family, but I'll speak now just mainly as individuals. If we know that we have this kind of preventable illness in the country, then the question is, what are we going to do? And how can we as individuals turn that around? And it, and it comes back again to making sure then that we have a different concept of ourselves. So I'm going to live to be 120. I better start being healthy today. Awesome, man. Beautiful answer. Okay, I'm going to throw a lot of things. I'm going to throw something at you and then you can just come back with it. Um, so we live in an environment, you know, you look at a kid and, you know, I'm at the skateboard park, I'm observing things and they're drinking things like pop. And, you know, I've been more, I, I was at the movies the other day, I grab a vitamin water. It's got 40 grams of sugar in vitamin water, 40 grams in water and so there is for sure an external marketing manipulation that not everybody is privy to um, and if you go into food and what's happening with food it can get ridiculous then you have the things on vaccines and i don't know if you want to touch that but for me trying to figure out the truth and that's why i have this show i tell people like i'm doing the best i can with what i know now like i don't know what is going on but i can have a person on i can look at some information um you know i look at food and it's it's intense so i guess what i'd like you to, to touch on would be um you know i believe that the body's natural state is health and i think that there's a lot of elements out there that create these disease and, and a lot of us aren't aware of it so um you know how do we what are some just elements to like living naturally? Like how to be aware of our food, like just some basic elements that people can get. Cause if they have the disease already, they're going to be afraid, you know, and it might be through past choices, but it's hard for them to change. So what would you recommend for somebody who's in it and they have a disease and they want to kind of turn it around and somebody is like, okay, you want to live a healthy life. These are some elements you can consider. Although the other things might get a bit shady. Here's like kind of a guiding direction. Well, you know, first of all, I just, uh, I can't let go by this fabulous uh, way you started this out. And that is you read the label. If we could just get folks to read the label and, and learn how to read the label. So you noticed that how much sugar was in there. You know, every time we go to the supermarket or any of the stores, that should be the first thing we do is what's in it. But not only what's in it. Also, how much of what is in it and pay attention to, you know, what most people don't pay any attention to, Matt, they don't pay attention to the serving size. 
So they, it'll say like the box of cookies, you know, uh, 200 calories. Yeah, for four cookies, <laughs> not for the whole box, right? So people have to really start to pay attention to everything that's on that, that label. So that's the, the, one of the best tips that you could possibly give. If you already are, uh, are, are unfortunately suffering from a condition, and what are the conditions that we mainly suffer from? The things that are killing Americans today Number one still is, it's amazing as it is, I know this is gonna shock you, I know you're gonna be unhappy, but it's still tobacco-related illness. That still is the number one killer in the Western world. We still have almost 18% of the American people still smoking tobacco. So if you're one of the people that's suffering the heart disease, the cancer, the pulmonary disease, the prostate, whatever the combination of things that, 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 that are, are de derived from smoking tobacco, which is a huge number, the first thing people can do is stop smoking tobacco. So anybody, and I'm sure given your audience, there probably is no one, but if there's even one person in your audience today that's still smoking tobacco, let's just say, let's all wrap our love around that person and say, today is the day. The second thing that is killing people almost as much um, as, as tobacco is obesity. And I, the statistics continue to be off the charts in terms of, of obesity. And, the, and, the, and then, of course, all the diseases that come from obesity. And so today's the day uh, that we have to make our decisions, the choice, the choice to be able to eat properly, but also to exercise together. Do you know that 25% of the American people get no more exercise than getting up and going to work? 25% of the American people get no more exercise than getting up and going to work. The rest of it, they're couch potatoes. So we have really work to do on, 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 on the exercise. So eating, and then of course, the third thing that's really, really scary for what's happening in America is the onset of diabetes. And that is a direct result, again, of, of the obesity epidemic. And so when you put those things together, um, that's really the, the main problem. So we would say to anyone who is suffering from a disease that results from the, the combination of those factors, which is an incredibly large number of Americans, we have to say today is the day first to decide that I'm going to be in charge of my health. I'm going to activate myself. You know, I wrote this book, as you mentioned, uh, my book, not, not Il Chi's book. By the way, Please, I'm urging people. Ilchi's book is so cool. I've decided to live 120 years. Get it, read it, you'll love it. The book I wrote was a book called The Doctor in the Mirror. And the reason I wrote that was because I met so many people, uh, Matt, who do not feel that they can be in charge of their own health. And they're like, they're waiting for this man or woman in a white coat with a very stern, and they'll tell me what to do. Well, I tell people, look in the mirror and you'll see the best doctor you'll ever meet. Why? Because who makes more decisions about your health every day and every second than you about your life? You make the decisions all day long. So you have to be the doctor in the mirror. Number two, who cares about you the most? Who loves you more than you? It's you. And so you've got to learn that you can be in charge and empowered to take charge of your health. So I really think that your point around, as you ask and, and explore this issue of, if you already have a condition, of course, you need to be going to your physician or your health professional. You need to be in close touch with them about the physical elements of that. 
um, and, and getting good advice. If you're supposed to be taking medicine, you should be taking your medicine every day and not like most folks who, who take it halfway, a little bit here, a little bit there, and don't do any good. Follow your doc's advice in a conversation with your doctor. Number two, make sure that your conversation with your doctor is one where you are jointly working together, not the doctor pointing their finger at you, but you and the doctor having a relationship. Any good doctor will want a relationship. If they don't want a relationship with you, get a different doctor. Then we have to take that part of it and marry it and augment it with the other things which we can control. And finally, I think you know the most important thing of all, <coughs> the desire to be in touch with your soul. The desire to be in touch with this marvelous machine that we've been given by this great, wonderful creator. We have to respect that miracle. And if we would just say to the creator, thank you for this fabulous miracle of, of, of unconditional love. You have allowed me to have this body. My heart is beating 60 to 100, depending on what I'm doing, 100 beats a minute. I'm not telling it anything. I've got lungs that are breathing air that come from the, the oxygen that comes from the trees outside of my, my window. And this oxygen is here and I give back carbon dioxide and the, and the trees take that and reprocess it back and giving me more oxygen. I didn't ask for this. I didn't control this. This is this unconditional love that I've been given. All these things work. Why would I ever disrespect this miracle and treat it poorly? So I think it always, everything begins with this sense that Ilchi tries to talk to us about, is being in touch with our soul, which then causes all the other things like dominoes to fall true. Amazing, man. I, I totally agree with all of that. I think what I'd like to do is go back to the, the point that you made a while back is, um, you know, people are just going through life. And I think that people are just living to live. They're just existing. And what happens in our society is we kind of get mechanical, right? The bodies can re repeat a task. And when you're talking about Ilchi's technique of moving the head, well, Tony Robbins and anybody who's studied kind of neurology and you know, mental and physical move the body first. You can control the body. So you just do something different to shake up the body because if you're on the couch and you're down, like just do, do anything weird, then you're showing I control the body. You know, then you're starting to take control. Then you can start to take control of your neurology. And you, you touch on another massive point is being your own authority. And I think, again, culturally, we're not trained to do that. You know, I, I remember growing up and I'm 34 and just going through and the way that I thought was opposed to my friends and I loved my friends and they're smart people, but you know, they're like, they, they couldn't understand like the ideas that I was presenting. And I was kind of like weird for like questioning all this nonsense. And I was like, there's, there's a lot of nonsense. So I think that there's a part of it where we got to uncondition the, cause you know, it's like this guy, you know, universities have your intelligence, you know, um, doctors, they take care of your health. It's all outside. And what we're trying to bring back is this sovereignty is like understanding you are that you are the being, you are the number one being and just take the opinions, but you gotta, you gotta own what you're doing and not be afraid to own that and treating the body as a temple. And, you know, we're talking about healthcare and disease and, you know, how do we live to 120 years? It's the same thing. I just tell everybody, it's just like, exercise, eat good food, you know, and, and decrease stress and be fulfilled. And this last one that you talked about, the spiritual point, it's the most important one because 
people, a lot of people are just existing on the planet. You know, they don't, they have no reason to live. There's no reason. Right. And so why would you take care of your body? Why would you do any of that? You're just living and existing and what's happened. You've kind of got stuck in a rut and you can feel it and it manifests in the body because you know, something's wrong. It's itching, right? It's not a natural way of being because we're, we're animals, but beyond that, we're like creator beings. When you get in touch with who you are and what you can do, we can do amazing things and climb to the top of the mountains. You can create whole, uh, you know, businesses around like helping people. And so, uh, like there, there's anything that you could, anything you can imagine, you know, just go back to your four-year-old self. What would you tell a four-year-old about the way you can do anything? Um, but we get caught in this cycle and we get stuck and then we get afraid and then it just gets repetitive and it's really hard to break that. So I'm wondering if you can touch on some of the spiritual concepts, because I think that those are the number one things. If you can get back to fulfillment, you know, fulfillment in yourself and excitement about what you're creating and removing fear, removing stress as much as you can, at least mitigating it, having courage in yourself and the force. You know, when you talk about breathing, I, I talk about God a little bit more now. I always left it because of like religious programming was really intense for me. Um, but like God is like the highest form, spirit, nature, whatever you want to say. But what's breathing, breathing the bird? What's, what's pumping its heart? What's pumping your heart? What's doing all this stuff naturally? It's the highest element of creation and when you breathe in you're connected to all of it you existing here you you are a part of all of it and that's the nature that we want to connect to and if you are a part of that nature then when you get into a cooperative mindset of how you can cooperate and explore the planet nature existence other beings humans non-humans you 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 now move into a much more powerful perspective and you have the whole universe on your side because nature is naturally cooperative. You know, you, 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 again, you, 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 you have a wonderful way of using phrases to introduce concepts. And you use this word sovereignty over our bodies. And I think that is a lovely way to, to look at it. What, what, what Ilchi Lee has taught me and his colleagues at Body and Brain, uh, they've taught me to a phrase which I have really, it took me a long time to really understand it. it, it like everything, you, you have to work with these things. But it is that, that my body is not me, it is mine. My body is not me, it's mine. And, and now, so what that opens up the door to this, this whole uh, 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 point that you were just making is who is me? My body is not me, it's mine. Who is me? That me, that everlasting me, that part of me that's connected to everything in the universe, that part of me that's, that's, that, that does not die, that part of me that will always be, that, that, that soul, that, that spirit force that is me, the real me. Being in touch with that is what's really, really exciting because, again, once we're in touch with that part of our lives, then it gives a reason for everything. If the only purpose of being on the planet was to get born, go to high school, get a job, work in the thing, buy a flat screen television, watch the NFL Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, have a few barbecues, um, you know, and then say goodbye, I mean, that can't be what this is all about. Now, I mean, th there's got to be more for life than, than just that. And, and so what we get so caught up on is this day-to-day -day illusion um, of issues and not thinking about the eternal. And so I think there's a very liberate, I have found this extremely liberating thought in my life now. The more I'm focused on 
the me, the eternal me uh, inside, a, a me that I haven't, I'm still getting to know. I'm still trying to discover the true self, real me. And I'm learning, I'm getting closer and not have my, my mind controlling everything day to day. I'm worried about this. I'm angry at this. I don't like you because you have on a blue hat and I like only people with red hats and, and you're, you're in this tribe or this group and I'm in that tribe and that group and we have to fight each other because, because we're on this narrow definition of who we are. I'm this team and you're that team. No, 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 no. At the end of the day, once I reorient my mind and say, I am connected to all life, at a very fundamental level. Once I begin to know that you and I, we're connected. I don't, I've just met you today, but we're connected and I need to know you and you need to know me and we have a common bond. And, and therefore I wanna create a world where you get to thrive and I get to thrive. Not I get to win and you lose, but a world in which we get to be together. I want a world where you can be the best you can be, the healthiest you can be. Because if you're as healthy as you can be, you're going to be kind to me. And I'll be kind to you. And we'll share the gifts that we have. This, you know, if, if, you, if you watch the news today, there's almost no one talking like this. There's almost no ability to cross the divide. So I think all of this ultimately comes back to this sense of a spiritual notion, a sense of connectivity to all around. What Ilchi really wants us to do is to be aware of this environment that we live in and how important it is that this earth, which is the mother of, of our environment, this mother earth, that we can't be healthy if it's not healthy, if the air is not good, if it's polluted with tobacco smoke, if it's filled with violence and negativism and so forth. And so the, the idea then is that we take our spiritual sense, this gift that we have of our bodies, this gift we have of the earth, the gift we have of the trees, the gifts we have of the parks, we have to preserve those so that we can be the best that we can be and, li and live in harmony. So I'm really excited by, by these concepts. I know that when I sit to meditate, um, that, that my, my awareness of the pure intent that I have for what I want my life to be, the honor and connection I have with the creator, translates into how I want to treat you as a person. It translates how I want to treat my body. It translates how I want to treat my mind. It all comes together. And I think that's really where your question takes us, is to the sense of integration. We integrate all of the parts of us so that we can have the most fulfilling life while we are here and prepare ourselves for whatever comes after. Amazing, man. Another fantastic and beautiful answer. <sighs> you know, I'll um, hashtag a lot of times Team Earth, and I love the concept of just cooperation. I think the shift on the planet is from uh, competition to cooperation. And what, what happens if Team USA teams up with Team Korea and Team Russia, and we share science and medicine and technology and every single thing, it's cooperation. And I think another important point of that is, um, you know, one of the things that can trap people in their minds is this duality. And when you look outside, everything being shared with you is watch out. Don't talk to your neighbor. They might murder you. Don't walk down. Some people in British Columbia Canada are afraid of walking in the forest. Now, I do know stuff happens. I do know that. And that sucks. Um, however, 
I don't want to live my life in fear. If something terrible happens to me on sometime, like guys, just whatever. It was a fantastic life experience. If I go thinking about like, because we can do this as a species, we can see all the way that like, let's say we're gazelle, that we got murked by hippopotamus and lions and all these things. Like, oh my God. But they... They live in the moment, and I was talking to uh, Azria before, and she's like, we humans are special because we can go into the future and the past where animals can't, but what happens is we remember what happened, and it scares the crap out of us, and we kind of get stuck in that a little bit. So if we can go from fear to cooperation and be harmonious with their environment, you talked about kindness. I spent two weeks with a native elder of the Mi'kmaq Nation, and he is the gnarliest human I've ever talked to. And uh, it came down to three actions of kindness. We're not doing the kindness because kindness is the spiritual vibration of taking action. Huge. Um, and so we, we, take, we go back inside, take our own responsibility. Don't worry about Trump and the news and everything. It's going to be unlimited. If you look for it, the duality and the stress and the, you can't change any of it anyways. But what you definitely 100% can do can create all that stuff within be the example of your community. You can own that and you can control that and just be aware that when duality is out there and, the, and you're kind of getting upset, that's designed for you to get upset about it. You can be aware, but don't give it your energy. Um, let, me, let, me, let me take something you said a moment ago and just bring it on home because I, I, I really enjoyed your, your point about teaching kids basketball and take the three breaths before you shoot the foul shot. One of the things that Il Chi talks about in this book, I Want to Live 120 Years, is he talks about how important it is to overcome social isolation and that the benefit that you get when you give back, mentoring, that seniors should be actively going out of their isolated homes and, 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 and so many seniors are, are living alone and, and are by themselves, coming out of that and being in environments where they can give back and teach and be a part of that sharing of mentoring and nurturing. And just as you described, um, the benefits to the, to the person receiving the mentoring, of course, are obvious. And, and so that child who now learns to clear their mind before shooting the basketball shot clearly results from that. But that child also, of course, got much more from you than, than, than the technique. What they got was somebody cares about me, that I am not by myself, that I am, I am in an environment where it's not hostile, where it's not everybody is going to come and try to take a gun and shoot me, but that there are people who genuinely, for no good reason, just have decided that I'm important enough to spend time with and that, that my life matters. So the, the, the recipient gets so much, but as you know so well from your life, the giver gets even more. And so it's when we give ourselves and are connected to things larger than ourselves, when we come outside of our own narrow, myopic, self-contained world and move into other worlds, that we have the chance to grow and to learn and feel good about ourselves. And once you get that spark, that joy, that sense of, oh man, kindness feels really good. Next thing you know, you feel better about yourself and you know what you're gonna do as soon as you feel that spark of kindness? You're gonna do a jumping jack. You're gonna get over there and get to the gym. You're gonna start going, you know, I'm gonna start, I feel great about, life isn't depressing and, and horrible. Life is exciting and fun. I think I'm gonna do some Tai Chi today. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man, for bringing that home. And, and what I think that a concept we don't consider is in, in the native communities, in the indigenous cultures, they respect their elders. So not only are elders getting isolated after 
accumulating all this knowledge and life and then they're by themselves is, is so, so sad. And I could say so, so many swear words sad. It's so sad. And then you've got kids who need that mentoring. They need those stories. And we have this divide, right? And they're both isolated. And people are isolated on their phones. So saying hi. And if, if we're in this culture where they're saying everything is the enemy and life is terrible, divide and conquer is number one. And that's what media feeds you. Just be very aware of that, you know, and be that example of um, kindness. And um, the one thing that I'll touch on is like enlightened from Enlighten me. Enlightenment for me is very simple. Um, it's taking responsibility for yourself as one, 100% responsibility. You're overweight. You got a disease. That's yours. Something bad happened. You got to deal with it. You got to got to own it. Don't know why it happened. It happened. Sucks. Um, and then what can I give? And you're never gonna feel totally fulfilled. I don't think so anyway. Totally 100% fulfilled, excited about life, enthusiastic with thinking about what you can acquire, how you can acquire more shit. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, oh, but if you switch your thinking to be like, who am I? What could I give? How could I support? Even in the smallest way, you don't need to be Mother Teresa. It's not like that. It's doing the simple things. It's saying hello to your neighbor. It's very small acts of kindness. It's not these, we have this thinking. It's like, we got to change the whole world and we're going to take down. No, 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 no. It's like, hey, you walk down the street, wave to the person. You get, get, get someone's name. Hello, how are you? You know, great to see you. You look great today. That energy going around and your body and I, th this, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I believe the bodies share energy, in information exchange. And when you're a cooperative being in nature, giving out energy, you're going to be receiving it all over your environment because nature, source, spirit, God force is supportive of cooperation and they mitigate um, things really harming the environment. It's going to happen in some way. I really, I, 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 I really enjoy that. And, and, and look, let's, let's be honest. We, we all know that in this, in this consumer culture of ours, we just chase our tails with buying one brand name thing after another to fulfill some ache in our soul, some lack, some missing thing that we think we need to plug in with, uh, with the latest uh, uh, consumer advertised uh, product. But when you really get in touch with your, your soul, when you really go in and you're really honest with yourself, you really do begin to understand that those are, those are artificial needs. They're not real. They don't, they're not important in the scheme of things. But what is the transformative thing is to see the light go on in a kid's eye because you did something nice and how they felt and how you feel. It's these random acts of kindness that, that, that transform us. And yes, in terms of feeling the energy from another person, you know when you're in the space with a hostile person. They radiate hostility. And you know, you kind of feel like I gotta look, I mean, I need to move, change spot, because this poor person is not somebody I want to be around, unless I can have the opportunity to help them to feel better about who they are. But we are connected. We're all connected. You can't get away from our connectivity to each other. You can't get away our connectivity to the trees and the plants. Otherwise, you couldn't breathe. I mean, so we're, it's all one big, gigantic, wonderful interconnection between these in, in terms of something called life. And, and I think the more we celebrate life, we will be so much happier than if we celebrate market products, consumerism, things, the acquisition of things. The treadmill for acquisition is just insane. And we wind up not having the money or the time to spend, I'll tell you this, and I, I, I'm so excited about this in my own life. And, and the more I train, the more I practice, the more I'm disciplined to, to go through the kinds of things that, that Ilchi Lee talks about so well in his book and others, um, 
I sit in, in meditation and I, I experience a, a level of joy, a level of fulfillment, a level of excitement that is impossible to achieve by any toy, any computer game, any vacation to Jamaica or to wherever. There is no trip I can take that's more exciting than the trip inside of my own head. And so I just want everybody to have that chance. It doesn't cost any money. You don't have to go anywhere. You carry the whole universe around with you anyway. And so the, the excitement that I'm having is just is to just find those those moments of transcendent ecstasy that you can you don't need drugs, you don't need chemicals, you know, and like I say, it's free. And it's just there waiting for us. And the more that we can make our bodies strong and healthy, uh, then we can it's so much easier to experience them. The more we can train our mind to sit quietly and still and just be instead of doing. It's there for us. It's just right on the shelf. All you have to do is reach out and just grab it. And it's just amazing that so few of us, relatively speaking, do reach out and grab for the easiest and best joy. Instead, we substitute it for difficult, suboptimal joy. That's an incredible point, man. And uh, I think that what you're really touching on is, is finding peace. You have to find peace and happiness and fulfillment inside. There's no other way. And, you know, no other human being, no object, no really dope car, you think it's car, no amount of money. Um, And what happens is you get pulled out of that and you're in the external environment trying to get it. So you get it, these little micro bits in little ways to fill this endless void of not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, not feeling peaceful. And, you know, you do get to those states of peace with meditation, true. But you do have to walk through your own forest of darkness first. It's, it's a part of the unraveling of the mind. Why do I feel, oh my God, this happened to me as a kid, you know? And then you got to go into that and realize that's an experience that you don't just attach to. Even if you had a terrible upbringing and you were abused and you were told you were worthless and, you know, everything around you, None of that makes you. None of that makes you worthless. What that makes you is having a life experience, and then the, recognize you have that strength and peace within. Although these things happened, if you can find a place of peace and forgiveness, and I know you got to go, but I want to. I'm thinking about one really powerful example that I want to share. There's this guy. Um, there was like a mass murder in the states. He killed like seven women. I think he like raped and killed them. It was, it was awful. They caught him. They caught the bad guy, and everybody got to say something to this to this man. And you can find it on YouTube. Um, and they're all like, "Burn in hell!" You know what I mean? You're the worst. Blah blah blah. Like just everything that they could hate on him from from doing this to their daughters, and like it, an unthinkable experience. And uh, the last guy goes to talk, and the whole time the guy was um, just straight faced. The last guy is sitting there. He's got this beard, and uh, he's older, and he's crying, and he's just like, "I can't." imagine, you know, like, I didn't know I could feel pain like this. Um, I don't wish this on anybody ever. I can't, I can't even believe what I'm going through and that this happened, but it has. And I was taught, you know, through my teachings, that he was religious that I need to find in my heart somehow to show you forgiveness. So I'm doing my best now. I forgive you. And then the guy just breaks down starts crying and he just can't handle it. And so even that person, that, that murderer, whatever at the, something happened to him to, to change his natural state because we're not, we're, that's not who we are. You know, I would go comfortably into the, 
darkest places in the world. And now you can see when they're, I've seen this in different countries where the eyes are black. It's very rare, but it does exist. But always, no matter how hardcore they think they are, gangs, these things, they're a child inside because they're human. And if they saw my leg all messed up, you know what I mean? The hardest core guy would probably help me. And if I'm saying, oh my God, help. They'd be like, oh wait, hold on a second. And they'll help because that's our natural space. So if you can find forgiveness for yourself, for the external, really find that peace in, that's the ultimate journey because then it doesn't matter what car you drive, how much money you make. You're going to have challenges. Ideally, you're supported, but you find that peace in and it's going to radiate out. But if you go backwards, never, ever, ever do you have the opportunity to fill it. Well, I'll tell you, there's two thoughts that come to mind as we you know, start to wind down. But the one is, I definitely want to start with this idea of love. You know, one of the things that, that started me much more seriously on my spiritual journey and quest was the realization, if I start to think about it, that, that the one phenomenon that is constant throughout all of human life, since we've been thinking humans on this planet, transcends all cultures and all environments, is a sense of love a belief in love, that we love our children, we love the people around us. Now, some we don't always love the people in the, in the group next to us, but, but this notion, though, of love, it's the fundamental driver that's always there. And the question, ultimately, in my mind, I'm always thinking about is why. It's not necessarily, um, I, I, I spend a lot of time when I think about Darwinism and, 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 and understanding how we evolved as people. Love is not necessarily a Darwinian trait. Um, as you mentioned, hardcore guys, you know, um, who would just as soon, you know, beat you up, you know, but, but somehow or another, if your leg was hurt and they got other things to do, you know, for them to say, I'll take the time and help you is not necessarily uh, in their best interest at that moment. They have other things. So it's not like this is a natural thing that we will always act with love, but we still have it in our mind. We don't always reach that ideal of love, but it's always there. It's in every society, always. Why? Why is that the case? And so I've, I've been overwhelmingly influenced in my mind that this is something that is inherent in us from the creator, that there is this notion, this universe was created out of love. And that's the fundamental prime directive, love and compassion to others, love and compassion. And, when I, and I know in my own life, when I am unhappy, when I am miserable, when I am sad, I do find that it's because I just can evaluate how far away am I at that moment from love and compassion. When I get off base, the picture throws me out. <laughs> so when I get off the off base of the love and compassion base, they throw me out every time. So I know the only way for me to be truly happy is I got to work my way back to that love and compassion base because that's the prime directive of being a human by our creator. The second thing I just want to emphasize that you said, and this is something that Ilchi spends good time in the book, I want to live 120 years to describe. And that is, our, all of us have our baggage from the past. We all carry with us stuff that we don't. Now, some unfortunate humans have really had some horrible things happen to them um, and, and puts them in a hole. But, but all of us have our issues. We should learn, Ilchi says, to use the things of the past to motivate us for the future, for today and the future. Not to be a burden that pulls us down anymore, but because we should take the past and let it be a driving force 
to help us for the future. I don't want to feel like this anymore. Therefore, I am now motivated. I used to take care and interact a lot with people suffering from substance abuse uh, and addiction. And what the turning point for so many people who suffer from addiction is, I just got sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. So it was at that moment, I just, I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I'm going to use that terrible feeling of feeling sick and tired, not as a burden to say why I cannot change, but as an, a motivator, a driver to change. And I think that's one of the things that comes out of your observation, that we can be in charge of our lives. We can make the choice to be, um, to live 120 years or to have that mindset. We can make the choice to decide today to get in control of our lives. We can decide today, my body is not me, it's mine. I am not uh, the slave to my mind and body, but the real me, These I can be in charge of both of you guys, mind and body. Soul and spirit can be in charge of mind and body. And we're all gonna now work together. All right, we're gonna have a team meeting. Huddle up, <laughs> huddle up team, and now, Physical body, mind, we're going to be on the same team. Spirit is the captain of the team, and we're going to pull us all together, and we're going to decide to live a better life. We're going to work out an, a minute a day, <laughs> uh, you know, every hour. We, we, you know, just do something. And then, of course, obviously, once we get to moving, we're going to move longer than a minute, you know. And next thing you know, a minute turns into 20 minutes, into 30 minutes. But we're going to keep moving and doing things all the time. And then finally, we're going to get aligned with our inner self and take the time to stop doing, stop acquiring, stop being running around. Take the time every day to just be, just be, and just be happy. <laughs> so that's the story, man. And uh, Matt, I am so glad to meet, man, you are an inspiration for me. Um, you, are, you are a teacher, you're an inspiration, and um, we are all of us associated with Ilchi Lee and his book, I Want to Live 120 Years. All of us cannot thank you enough for giving an opportunity to tell this story to more people. Thank you, man. Uh, right back at you. As soon as I saw everything that you guys are doing, like I said, your bio was short and you are such a beautiful son of a gun. And you guys are doing amazing work. So I have just deep, deep love and gratitude for, for everything that you guys are up to. Um, I'll just throw it back to you one more time of just making sure people can find the book, anything you want to link them to, and, and if there's anything you want to close out with. Right. Yes. Thank you for that. So his name is spelled I-L-C-H-I, Ilchi Lee, L-E-E. -E. The book is called I've Decided to Live 120 Years, 120. It's on Amazon or any place wherever you go. He's, he's widely known. And his website, um, you can go to body, uh, let's see, you can go to changeyourenergy.com. Changeyourenergy.com. And you'll find uh, Ilchi and, and, and all the people that work closely with him. Amazing. And what about your website? If they want to get the, the doctor in the mirror from the doctor, right? Is Just, that what it is? Yeah, that's all you got to do is put uh, in, in Google, just type, put in doctor in the mirror and I'll pop up. Amazing. All right, man. Well, have a great day. Thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor. Keep being amazing. And uh, anytime you guys want to come back, just hit me up. Thank you, bro. Be good, man. See you guys. All right, guys. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Dr. Reed Tuxin on 
Dr. Ilchi Lee's book. Um, I think it was just such a fantastic episode. I really loved listening to him. He's so knowledgeable. Uh, he's walking the path. He's been doing it a long time. He's been helping people. So I hope that it inspired you. If you liked the episode, please share it on your Facebook, share it wherever, um, you know, email it to your friends or whatever you got to do. If there's some aha moments in there, please tag those because I have my man, Jeremy Carbone, making little tiny snippets. I, I guess Joe Rogan does it too, like Joe Rogan clips or whatever, fan clips. So you just take sections because they're a lot longer. So when we clip up these little sections, we inspire people to go a little bit deeper, go a little bit uh, more down the rabbit hole. And since you're listening to full episodes, you know, you're a very special person that's really committed to this. So I appreciate you taking the time and giving your attention and, and getting that amazing information from these incredible leaders. So, so much love and gratitude for you. Uh, for those of you guys thinking about coaching, you want to zoom me into your book clubs or your uh, stores or whatever you got it you know just hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or just make an inquiry I'm happy to um, do Q&A's and do talks and do things like that for people it's so much fun um, thank you so much to my sponsors Purium and Sync Tuition just check them out bit.ly forward slash activate health and bit.ly forward slash gamma waves and they both give you free stuff so it's pretty cool in that sense um, sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com if you want to and uh, just go about today and if you like the podcast do one act of kindness get somebody's name uh, pick up a piece of trash uh, send somebody a compliment write somebody a note that you haven't talked to in a while um, just any act of uh, of kindness will be amazing and that will be supportive to the uh, podcast as well um, leave a review on itunes if you want uh, you can support on patreon if you want um that's it yeah so i'm just ram rambling um but uh, i have yeah just tons of love and appreciate appreciation for you listening i hope that you are doing well and before we close it out i'll just invite you to come to a powerful state of peace and coherence and i will send you all of my energy and love and well wishes as we do it so just wherever you are you can have your eyes open driving or walking down the street just stop whatever you're doing taking a deep breath in through your nose connecting to universal source energy and just allowing yourself to come to total peace and relaxation as you get more into your body just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day taking another deep breath in through your nose just connect to this universal source energy and just make the commitment now to be loving and kind to yourself and to be loving and kind to others and to commit to doing acts of kindness realizing that those acts of kindness go farther than you can imagine and the action creates energy and magnitude to it that you can use to create your own spiritual mass and, and do more good and create more of what you want in life. Just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the self-criticisms. Taking another deep breath in through the nose, just connecting with this life force energy and your power and your connection with spirit and the earth and realize how powerful you are and just let go of any limitation. I'm sending you all of my love, my support, my energy um, my remembering that you are whole, perfect, harmonious, worthy, amazing creator, just as you are to give yourself the space to learn, to forgive yourself, to be kind to yourself, um, and to be kind to others and encourage you over the next day and the weeks to come just to do one act of kindness a day and just see what happens. See how your life transforms, go out of your way to do the act of kindness and just see what happens. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I love and appreciate you, and I will see you in the next one.